There were days where I'm like, what am I doing? Am I ever going to get through this? I don't know if I ever will. It stopped being when I get through this, and it started being if I get through this. What is up, everyone? I'm Kyle, and I am the host and founder of the Freedom to Fail podcast and Fail Nation, a community where failing while pursuing our dreams is a positive and taking uncertain chances is celebrated. This podcast is for those who have a dream of starting a business or doing something they've always dreamed of, but have been held back by their fears. Our purpose is to share the unsuccessful stories of successful people so that you can learn how to take the first steps towards achieving your dreams. You deserve to live a life full of freedom and free of fear. Let's do this. What's up, Fail Nation? Today is another one of my solo podcasts. And I just want to say again, bear with me because I am still very new at these and I feel much more comfortable talking to someone else and interviewing them than I do just talking by myself for a long time. So with that in mind, please, please bear with me because I'm trying to get a lot better. Obviously, this is freedom to fail, not freedom to be 100% perfect in every single thing you do the first time you ever do it. So that's why I'm going ahead and still doing these solo episodes because I think there's a lot of value in posting your work that isn't perfect and just getting it out there as opposed to waiting for perfection. Plus, the message for today's podcast is one that I am very, very, very passionate about. And so I just am super excited to be able to share my thoughts on this topic with you. So last week I mentioned that there had been obviously a little bit of inconsistency with the podcast the past few weeks. And I told you that I was going to talk about the reasons why on this episode. So that's what we're going to cover. So I want to give you guys a little bit of a backstory though, first and foremost. Obviously, a lot of you who have followed me from the beginning have heard all this, but for any recent listeners out there, I just want to get you into my life a little bit so you can understand what has been going on in my life. So basically, long story short, I used to be married and I am not anymore. I just want to touch on that a little bit and just go into how that affected me. Basically, I was with this girl. We dated for a while, ended up getting married. We're married for about a year and a half and things just weren't working out for us. We ended up having just much different goals and visions for life. I think she's an incredible person and we have no ill will towards each other that I know of, at least from my side. It was just a matter of two people who just weren't meant to have it work out. And it was hard for me to be able to go through that divorce and try to make it out the other side 100% okay. Anyway, we decided to get divorced on Halloween. And let me just tell you, deciding to get divorced is one of the hardest things that anybody can ever go through. Because if you've grown up in Utah, and if you are part of the predominant religion here in Utah, we are taught a lot that marriage is sacred, marriage is eternal, you're supposed to do everything you can. And basically, I grew up believing that divorce was a super bad sin. And so for a long time in my relationship, I just had that in the back of my head. We were we ended up being just completely different people, but I just felt like I couldn't stay with her anymore. And we were just basically roommates living together. So that was obviously very hard to try and reconcile me feeling like if I did get a divorce, I would be an embarrassment. I would be an outcast. 
I would be looked down upon not only by my friends and family, but also by God. That was a lot of the things that were going through my mind. And so all that was happening while I was still trying to have a positive outlook, have a hopeful personality. And it just ended up wearing on me and it sucked all the life out of me. So Halloween came around. We had already been separated for, I think, about two months at that point. And that night we just decided... We were going to grab dinner together and just kind of see what happened. And so we did. We went to In-N-Out. Great burger place, by the way. It's very underrated. I think it is the king of all entry-level fast food restaurants. I'm just putting that out there. We came back to our place where she was staying at that time because I had moved out. And we ended up just talking for a little while. And it was it was literally just supposed to be a super casual night. It wasn't supposed to be the night where we got things figured out or talked about the future a ton. But we could both feel that it was over. And I just remember sitting down on the couch and talking to her and just asking each other, where did we go wrong? What did we do wrong? And it was just, it was hard because in that moment, we both realized that this wasn't going to work. And so I was originally just planning on staying there for a while, talking to her and then just going back and going to bed. But at like 930, I remember we just asked each other, where do we go from here? And that was when we decided to get a divorce. And the rest of that night, I was just basically looking back on it. I was just a zombie. It felt like I was a third person staring down at myself, just living life. And I made the worst decision that I could of that night because I was like, this thing just happened. Obviously, this is going to change my life for the rest of eternity, basically. And so I just want to be with some of my close friends. So I decided to go to a freaking Halloween party. Rule of thumb, just throwing this out there. If you ever go through a breakup on Halloween or right next to it, don't go to a Halloween party. It is not going to make things better. You're just going to see people there just having so much fun and you're going to be miserable. And I found that out within 10 minutes and I just sat there (laughs) in their house. There were a ton of people, a ton of loud music. And I was just the lame guy in the corner sitting on the couch, not saying a word and not having any fun. And so uh, just after five, 10 minutes, I just left and went home. And from there is when my struggles with mental health and depression really came into light. And I wanted to use that as a backstory because I think for a lot of people, Mental health and depression isn't something that is talked about enough and they don't understand what is going on with them unless they go through something major like this. For example, I'm ashamed to say, but growing up, I was one of the people that thought if someone had depression, you should just suck it up and that it'll go away and that it'll get better. It's a horrible way to think, but literally anytime I heard about anybody with depression or having mental health problems, I was just like, well, mind over matter. You got this. You can turn it around. And then going through all this, I realized that that wasn't the case. So yeah, 2019, my divorce was finalized in February. So it's been about a year and a half since it all got finalized. During that time, from deciding to get divorced end of October to when it was finalized, obviously I was a mess. Didn't really do too much. Barely just like did the bare minimum to survive and just told myself, you know, this will pass. It's going to get better because I'm an eternal optimist. It's a positive thing for a lot of reasons, but also in cases like this, it meant that I didn't take my mental health serious enough because I thought things were just going to work themselves out. 
So I didn't really do too much at first. I think I actually only went to start seeing a therapist like after my divorce was finalized. If I remember right, I might be completely wrong, but I know for a fact that from the time I got separated to the time that I got divorced, I didn't really do too much work on myself because I was just like, well, it's over now. There's nothing to try and fix for this relationship. Like I tried when we were together, but now that it's over, it's over. I'll have better luck next time. I didn't realize what was going on deep down and how much of a struggle it was for me. And it was only after months and months and months of just never having a good day, not once being able to say genuinely that I'm good if someone asks how I was doing. I just remember that for such a long time. And that happened day after day after day. And that was when I made the decision to go talk to a therapist. And that was one of the best decisions that I've ever made in my life. I talked to her, went and worked with her for a few months and things got so much better. And I started feeling like I was myself again, started feeling like I was happy, started feeling like I was being able to just go have fun and not worry about any of that. And during that time, I realized that I was also putting in a lot of work myself. So I started making my physical health a priority. I started making my mental health a priority by going to therapy, but also by focusing on trying to learn and improve myself. So I read a lot of self-help books, did a bunch of that work on myself, and it was incredible. It changed things around completely. And honestly, because of that work, that was when I decided to start this podcast because I realized I have to embrace failure sometimes. I have to recognize when things are broken in order to fix them. And we all go through stages of our lives when we're broken, whether it be something that is consistent or from one specific event that happened in our life. We all have wounds. We all have scars. And none of that can heal with time, just with time, I should say. Like time does make things minimal, but it's still lying there underneath the surface until we take time to figure that out and work on ourselves. If you're religious or Christian, like I am, a lot of that has to come with just working with God and with Christ and using their strength and power to be able to turn your life around, to be able to have them heal you. Because one of the things that keeps me believing in God and Christ and hoping in God and Christ is that they are able to heal all things and not just our sins. Like, yes, that's a huge thing. Obviously, if you're religious or Christian, you believe that that's the case. But I also believe that they heal us spiritually, mentally, physically. They can do all of that to make sure that we are just feeling on our A game. That was a huge thing for me to stop telling myself that time will heal everything and to start recognizing that, oh, I need help and that's okay because we all need help sometimes. If you try and go through life by yourself, number one, you're going to burn out super quickly. Number two, everyone's going to hate you because they don't think that you can trust them. There's no give and take. Most likely, if you think you're going to do everything yourself, you're not going to help anyone else because you think that they should do everything themselves. So it's just a horrible way to live life. So once you start acknowledging that you 
can use help, that's when your life can start to change. It's not a sign of weakness to ask for help. It's a sign of strength because it means that you are literally doing a self-inventory and recognizing where your weaknesses and shortcomings are. Who does that? Only strong people that are willing to look deep inside themselves and find the pain and the hurt. So give yourself credit. If that's the situation that you're in, you are already on the right path. So that's just one thing. That was a plug for therapists because they were super, super helpful for me. My therapist was incredible. My faith in God and Christ helped me a ton during all that as well. And for a long time, I thought that I was a-okay. I still had hard days, but they started getting few and far between. And it's just funny because as soon as I thought that things were okay, that's when things started to not be okay again. I remember it was about a month ago, month and a half ago now, I was in the car with my roommate, with one of my really good friends, and I just told him, I finally feel like myself again. I finally feel 100% happy and like I can just experience life and appreciate it all again. And I was so excited for that because I hadn't felt that way 100% of the time in a long time. And the funny thing about that was I just, I guess, bad karma or something. I must have done something wrong because literally a couple of weeks ago at this point, everything came crashing down again for me. And it wasn't one specific thing. And that's when I realized even more so that mental health and depression isn't something that's just like a cold where you treat it and it goes away and you're good. What I realized is that mental health and depression is much more of a consistent situation, I guess I I would say, that we will have to learn to manage and maintain throughout the rest of our lives. It's not something that goes away. It's like what I would imagine for alcoholics, they can stop drinking alcohol, but they're still alcoholics and they still have those issues and tendencies to deal with every single day to make sure that they don't fall back into that. I believe a hundred percent that that's the case with mental health and depression because that's what happened with me. I stopped doing the things that I needed to do to stay on top of that. And it killed me. It knocked me down so hard, and that's why I wanted to make this podcast, because the past month, just putting it out there, it was honestly a living hell for me. I went through some of the hardest days of my life, and it was, like I said, for no one specific reason. It was just all of a sudden, bam, something flipped in my mind, in my head, and I just started going back and reliving those horrible days where I just struggled to get out of bed, struggled to get anything done. And that is how it's been the past month. So that is why the podcast has been MIA a little bit because I have not been in a good place. And it's hard for me to share this, honestly, because as a human, as someone who runs a couple businesses and interacts with super highly achieving people, very regularly through this podcast and through work, I didn't want to feel weak. I didn't want to feel like I didn't have a control on my life. So I just pushed it down, wouldn't really deal with it, wasn't doing anything. I just wanted to avoid it. But obviously this is freedom to fail. So we talk about our struggles. And I just wanted to be real and upfront with all of you guys to know that this is something that I struggle with, that I have struggled with, and that I think I will struggle with going forward as well in the future. I don't know if you guys have ever felt this way, but 
the last month was so scary for me because it felt for the first time that I lost hope. And that was a scary feeling for me. Because like I mentioned earlier, I am an eternal optimist. And I just remember there were days where I'm like, what am I doing? Am I ever going to get through this? Like, I don't know if I ever will. It stopped being, oh, yeah, when I get through this. And it started being, if I get through this. And those are huge, huge differences. Huge differences in meaning and everything. And it got so scary for a long time. And even just going throughout the days, I just want to put you guys in the life of someone who goes through depression. If you don't struggle with it, or if you haven't ever struggled with it, I just want you, I want to share what it's like for me and what the past month has been like for me so that you guys can be aware if you have any other friends or family who struggle with mental health and with depression as well, that you can kind of be there for them and recognize some of the signs or symptoms or anything like that. But one specific example comes to mind from the past few weeks. And it was, I went to a party with one of my friends and it was honestly an awesome time. It was the first time in weeks that I had left my condo to really do anything. And I didn't even want to go, but I was like, I got to make an effort. Like I have to, because I know that I'm a social person And so I need to be able to get in those situations again. So I went, met a lot of awesome people, had such a fun time there. And we were driving home, my friend and I, and we were talking. And I was just telling him, thanks so much, man, for bringing me out, for inviting me and encouraging me to come with you. I didn't want to at first, and I'm so glad I did because I feel like myself again. I feel like this is what I was missing, and I feel like... This is going to jumpstart me to going into something a lot better to start the the healing process again. And it was interesting because no sooner had I said those words and had I told him how much fun I had been having and how much hope I was starting to see again for the future. No sooner had I said any of those things before my chest started contracting. And if you've ever had a panic attack or depression, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you haven't, it literally feels like a rope is getting wrapped around your chest and the air is being squeezed out of you. Slowly and surely, it gets harder and harder and harder to breathe. And so in those situations, when I can feel my chest getting super tight, I end up having to take super deep breaths just to be able to get the airflow. It's not because I'm just trying to be dramatic. It's not to try because I'm like breathing hard or anything. It's literally because if I don't do that, I'm not going to be able to breathe. And that's what happened on the way down. It was like something just switched immediately. I went from one second having the best night that I had had in a long time to the next second feeling all of that anxiety and depression and that panic attack on the verge of just coming out completely. My chest got so tight, I could barely breathe. And I just ended up breaking down on the car ride home from this party that was the best night that I had had in forever. I lost it, just completely lost it. And it was in the moment, I felt shame. And it's horrible because that is not how someone should feel. 
But because of the stigma that the world has nowadays, luckily, I think people are getting a lot more open to mental health discussions. But growing up, for me, that was not the case. In my environment and where I lived, that was not really the case. So I didn't understand it. So when I broke down, even though I have been an advocate for sharing everything and for being vulnerable, deep down, apparently... I still didn't believe that that was something strong to do. So I just, after breaking down, I actually apologized. And I said, I'm so sorry for breaking down. I'm so sorry that you have to see this. And that is the worst thing that you can do in that situation. Because what you are feeling is 100% normal. So don't ever apologize for that. You should never, ever have to apologize for feeling the way that you do. And he told me that. He's like, you don't have to say that you're sorry to me. Like we have a super genuine raw relationship. You've seen me at some of my worst times and I've seen you at some of your worst times. And that's what real relationships are. They're being there for the good and the bad. And so that, that moment, that whole night was just such an eye opener for me because number one, I realized I should never have to apologize for feeling depressed. Nobody should ever apologize for feeling depressed. It's not a choice that you make. It is not something that you are consciously choosing to do, but it's just how you react to certain situations and it's how you feel. It's 100% natural in your situation. Does it mean that it is not scary? No, because it is. It's very, very scary, but you should never have to apologize for going through that. In fact, If somebody makes you feel guilty about feeling that way, you need to leave. You got to get away from that relationship because that is such a toxic relationship. If you can't feel like you can share all of your feelings, both good and bad. The second thing that I learned that night is that depression and anxiety can hit at any given moment. And I had learned it before this, obviously, because The past month, I've been feeling it almost on a daily basis, just going through lots of ups and downs with it. And it's for not one specific thing. So I realized that it can come on unannounced. But that night threw me for a loop because I saw firsthand how I could literally go from having one of the best nights that I've ever had, or at least one of the best nights that I've had in a super long time, to breaking down and having a panic attack within a 20-minute car ride home. Such a big high and a big low. And there was nothing that prepared me for that. It was super eye-opening to me. And so that's what I just wanted to share because you never know when someone who is depressed is going to have one of those situations and moments where they go from being high to feeling super low. One of my super good friends... I've had him on the podcast before, Corey Stevens. He's the founder of Taft. Plug for him, for his, his company. They're incredible. They've got the best boots that you can buy. They're not, they're not sponsoring me or anything ever. I just love that guy so much because he taught me that it is a strength when you talk about your struggles. It's not a weakness to talk about what you are struggling with. A lot of people think so. A lot of people hide their secrets. They hide their struggles because they don't want people to see the real them. But I've said this before on the podcast, and I firmly believe it. People don't connect with people who are riding super big highs. That's not the case. We connect with other people 
who open up and share their hearts and souls with us. And I think that's one of the big reasons why Corey has been super successful in his company is because he is on there all the time talking about mental health, talking about how he struggles with depression and is just being super raw and vulnerable about it all. And it was super inspiring to me because I see him and I'm like, man, that is a strong man. He is willing to open himself up to potential ridicule just to share how he is feeling. And it's interesting because I look at myself and I'm like, man, I am so weak for feeling this way. And so that's another big eye opener for me. We are so much harder on ourselves, especially if you have depression. Most of the time you recognize that depression isn't something that you want to have. And so you beat yourself up for having it, but that's just counterproductive, obviously. So this has been a, just a long podcast episode about some of my experiences, because if you were to ask some of my best friends from growing up from elementary school, high school, college, wherever it's been that I've met them, I don't know if any one of them would be able to say that they thought that I had depression or that they would think that someone like me would potentially have depression because I've just always been a super optimistic and positive person. But I use this as an example because anybody out there can put on a facade. The happiest person in the world can have crippling anxiety and depression and they just fake it. In fact, I know some of the people who are most fun to be around in group settings that I've met personally, they're the ones that also struggle with feelings of inadequacy, of depression, of self-harm, of any of those type of things. And I just want to touch on that really quick too, because I also went through that. I went through stages of feeling like I wasn't worth it, that just deep down didn't know if life was worth living. And it's hard for me to say that and bring that out loud, but it's the reality. And I think in this day and age with cancel culture, with comparing ourselves to each other on social media or whatever the case may be, I think there are so many feelings of inadequacy out there that we all have felt. And I think there are a lot of people who have struggled with feelings of self-harm. And if you are one of those people, I just want to say right now, don't beat yourself up on having those feelings. It is not shameful that you have had those feelings at all because you had those feelings when you were at the very, very bottom of the pit. And the fact that you're still here just proves how strong you really are. The fact that I'm still here, honestly, I'm freaking ecstatic about it because I went through some shit. And obviously, if you know, and if you listen to this podcast, I don't really swear very much, but <laughs> that's the, the nicest way to put what I've gone through. And the fact that I'm still here, I just feel so proud of that. And I know that I have a lot of work to do, but don't ever beat yourself up for having feelings of depression, feelings of self-harm or anything. Hold on to the fact that you are still here because you're fighting to be here. You are 100% worthy of love, of acceptance, and you deserve so many great things. Hold on to that. And if you ever need to reach me for any time, just to talk at any time, you can reach me. I'm just going to give out my cell phone number on here for the five or 10 people that might listen to this. 
but literally call or text me at any time if you've had any of these feelings and we can talk about it because I have been there. And the one thing that has helped me or one of the things that has helped me the most has been having someone to trust that I can talk to when I'm going through that. So my number is 801-427-8006. Literally, it is open 24-7 to call or text me if you have any of those feelings and just want to talk about it. Because this is very serious. And it's something that we can get through, but we got to work through it. So just to wrap up, I want to talk about some of the things that I have learned that have helped me with my depression. Because this is not just a sad sob story or anything. Obviously, this podcast is about how we can overcome our difficulties to be able to find success. So from start to finish, I think that there are, for me personally, five key ways to deal with depression. And there are obviously a lot more, but these are the five that for me have helped the most. The first one is to focus on other people and give service. I cannot stress this one enough. You will forget about your struggles when you are helping other people. Literally that right there, if you just do that one thing, that will change your outlook on so many different things. In March of this year, obviously we know that's when COVID hit. That was also the anniversary of getting married. And so there were a lot of interesting feelings that I was going through, but I decided that I didn't want to just wallow in self-pity or whatever. So I tried to look for ways to help out. So I would go out and go grocery shopping for senior citizens who didn't want to leave their house or go into the grocery stores or whatever. Just doing that like once or twice a week for an hour or two changed everything for me. It made me recognize, number one, how awesome people are. And number two, it just made me feel so good and made me feel like I was doing something of value and contributing to the world. Because when I feel depressed, I don't feel like I have anything to give. And that's where a lot of my feelings of lack of self-worth come from. So focus on others and try and give service at least once a week. Number two, I already talked about having someone that you can trust to be able to talk to. The key thing that I would say with this is tell them exactly how you are feeling. Like find someone who knows that you struggle with this. And if you don't have that person, then you need to dig down deep and get brave and find someone and tell someone. And then once you have someone who at least knows, then schedule a weekly check-in talk with them. Every single week, once a week, for however long you need, just check in with them. Let them know how you're feeling because talking about things makes things have less power over us. We gain more strength over our situation when we talk about it. So find someone, talk to them every single week and check in with them. The third thing, and for me, this is super important, is care for your health. When I get depressed, my physical health is the very first thing that goes. I have no energy, no desire to do anything. So I stop going to the gym because I have no desire to do anything and I already don't really like to cook. I end up eating fast food or junk food a ton. And then I feel guilty, which makes me more depressed. And obviously that is a horrible cycle because I'll feel guilty. I'll eat more junk food, binge eat, just horrible, unhealthy eating habits. It's just a horrible, horrible cycle. So care for your health, whatever that may take, you got to do it. 
And even if that means finding someone or paying someone to make you healthy food every single day, then do it. For me, eating healthy food isn't an issue. It was the effort that goes into preparing the healthy food that came to be the issue for me. So find a solution that works for you and just stick to it because you need to take care of your mental health and you need to take care of your physical health. So again, always find ways to exercise. Even in those situations when you're feeling super depressed, just get out, get out of bed, sit on the floor, do three sets of planks, whatever it is that you need to do. Do 20 push-ups, 50 push-ups, just in-house things to get your blood flowing again, to get those endorphins going in your body so that you can get a natural high and start focusing on that. So that's huge. And then the fourth thing is take time for yourself every single week. If you already know that you struggle with these kind of feelings, then you got to be prepared. Make a list of all the things that you enjoy doing that are super easy, that might not take a lot of effort, and keep those on hand. For example, if you find that you really enjoy reading and that it helps clear your mind, keep a book with you at all times. Take it wherever you go. And if you ever start feeling depressed, start feeling your chest closing in on you, pull out your book and read. Escape to another world. Do whatever you need to break that bad situation that you're in of those bad feelings. So just always have a plan on what you're going to do that you enjoy doing when you are faced with those situations. And then the last thing for me, number five is find a therapist. Even if you don't struggle with mental health or depression, find a therapist and go to one. You can call it a therapist. You can call it a life coach. You can call it a counselor, whatever it is. Find someone who is professionally trained to be able to help you in your life and go. There's this horrible stigma that I already mentioned that I believed growing up that going to therapy was a sign of weakness. So I avoided it like the plague. After my parents went through their divorce, they forced me to go to it. I would barely say a word and I left just to fulfill the requirement and that was it. But I realized that when I opened up to my therapist after my divorce, that was when things started to change because they know how to help. There's a reason that they get paid to do this. It's their job. They listen to this kind of stuff for a living. They have studied this stuff and they just, they know how to best help you. So find a therapist that you trust, a counselor that you trust, a mentor, a life coach, whatever it is, and set aside time to go all the time. Whether it be once a month, once every other week, once a week, or daily check-ins, whatever you need in your situation, set that up. And that can vary. If you're going through really hard times, you might need to meet once a week or call once a day or whatever it is. And then once things start to get better, it might need to be just once a month. But I highly recommend everybody meeting at least once a month with a counselor or a therapist to be able to go through all of this. So those are some of the steps that I take. My top five steps to be able to deal with my depression and anxiety when it comes up. So I'll go over them again. Number one, focus on other people and give service. Number two, schedule weekly check-ins with someone that you trust. Number three, care for your physical health. Number four, make sure to Do things that you love when you feel down. And number five, go to therapy. I can't stress that enough. Literally, 
that is one thing that as soon as I started doing it, I started to see a noticeable difference in my mental health. So I know this episode has been a lot different than ones in the past, and it might have been a little bit of a roller coaster to listen to. I don't really know. I felt like my thoughts were a little bit scrambled. I tried to stay pretty on point and follow a good train of thought, but me personally, I just am not very organized most of the time. So you got a little glimpse into my mindset and into how I think things through from this episode. I just wanted to go over again. Depression is a situation that a lot of people deal with and even more people than we know deal with depression. Odds are one of your best friends deals with depression. So you need to learn, even if you don't have depression yourself, you need to learn what you can do to be able to help those people because they're counting on you. They need you. You might be one of the people that they need to check in with to be able to make sure that they're doing okay. Because the worst thing that you can do when someone is depressed and is reaching out for help is to push them away because you feel uncomfortable talking about this situation, because you feel uncomfortable talking about this scenario. So you need to be prepared. You need to do the work. You got to read up on how you can best help those people because if you really love them, then you obviously should be prepared. So for those of you who have depression, make sure to follow these steps that I've given. I know they've really helped me. Obviously, this is not a catch-all, so there are plenty of other things that you can do as well, but just have a plan and follow it. And then if you don't have depression, be someone that someone who has depression can count on and be someone that they feel safe opening up and sharing their deep, dark feelings that they may never have shared with anyone else ever. Just be open and be there for them. I can't say that enough because that has been the one thing that has kept me here. If it weren't for people like that in my life, I don't know where I would be, but I know it would not be here. And I don't say that to be dramatic. I say that because that is my experience and the truth. So be someone that they can count on. I just, as someone who has struggled with depression, I cannot say that enough. And again, my phone number for anybody that needs it is 801-427-8006. Please, please, please call me or text me if you are having any of those feelings of depression, anxiety, or self-harm. Just know that you're not alone, but know that you are enough and that we can get through this and that we will get through this. This has been a very, very serious episode, I know, but it's a topic that I'm super passionate about and I just feel like we need to be a lot more open with it. So I hope that you learned something from this podcast that will help you either deal with your own depression or help other people who do struggle with depression and mental health and that you can just put this into action. That's all I ask for. Just try and be more understanding and try and help people who are struggling with this. But don't worry, next week will be a lot more exciting again and a lot more upbeat because we're going to start bringing back more interviews and having more awesome people to talk to about how they found success. Because life isn't all bad. We know that. There's parts that suck, but there's also a ton of good and a ton of success that we can have in life once we know how to overcome our challenges and our failures. So can't wait to have you guys listen to that one next week and until then keep failing your way towards achieving your dreams 